Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, friends of ours, and welcome to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. It's good to see you. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. Who you can hear on 97 One The Freak from 2 to 6 p.m. right here in DFW or on the iHeart app if you're outside the listening area. Boop. This is my friend, former Cowboys wide receiver and sweet, sweet man, Jesse Holly. And here is him getting to the one-yard line. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. The one was plenty good enough. It's called winning the game. It's called winning the game, damn it. Uh, it is playoff time. And we have the big old football game on the horizon. Bet online, your number one source for playoff football, odds, stats, trends, and lines. They got everything point spreads, bunch of player props, all the good stuff. Get on over to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet online, the game starts here. How you doing, Jesse? Where are you? What are you doing? Why are you always somewhere? Oh, man. I'm like a world traveler. Uh, I got to get it where I can get it uh, in North Carolina right now. Big game. Big game tomorrow for us, Tar Heels. Big game. Big game for us. Oh, college basketball. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so wild to me how pros can be, like, they can make the game look so easy, and college makes it look like the game is impossible. Yeah, you know, but some of it at times, it, it is, like, college coaching sometimes can hold back the free-flowing players. Like, you'll have some players in college that's like, oh, okay, he's a really good player in college, and then he gets in the open, free-flowing NBA, and he's like, he takes off, so... Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. And then, I mean, of course, NBA are the elite. You still have some good players, but, you know, young, dumb players in, in college basketball, college athletics in general. Well, we have cowboy things to talk about today, Jesse. Uh, stuff Jerry said, Dan Quinn is gone. What is next? Who's leaving? Who's staying? Who's going? What are the things? I'd like to bitch about Bill Belichick for a second, probably. Um, but let's do all the Dan Quinn branches of the topic tree, shall we? Let's go. What's your what's your number one limb? Um, for for me is the hole. What Dan Quinn? And let me say this: I don't want people because we have we have very very selective memory as as Cowboy fans, and people will take the last game of the season and I get this is the what have you done for me lately business or the last two or three weeks and wash away everything that Dan Quinn had done up to that point. Like Dan Quinn came into Dallas and took over a historically bad defense. And immediately. Shout immediately, out to Mike Nolan, baby. <laughs> immediately comes in and has a, a 180 turn of the defense. They're leading an intercept. I mean, turnovers and sacks. And I mean, I mean, they're doing it. Guys are going to all pros and, Players are being born, we're, we, you know, positions and all this kind of flex has been, you know, incorporated. So I, I don't want to say, you know, good riddance to Dan Quinn and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, well, you know, he did do good work while he was here. I mean, don't forget the Mike Nolan days. Like, don't forget those days. Don't forget the days of the Rod Rines uh, and things of that nature. Like, Dan Quinn was a solid coach and the players loved him. Like, players always talked glowingly about. Dan Quinn. And I think when you take that level of leadership at times, and yes, he has his glitches when it comes to being a coach. But I, I think about, you know, if you can anytime you get able to galvanize troops, you you can make them better. And so if he can go to Washington and galvanize those guys and give those guys a sense of purpose and, you know, a player coach and establish whatever he established, because he established good culture here for at least initially. It was good culture that was established here. 
So, you know, you never wanted to see other teams that you compete against have their culture rebuilt. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that only that only makes for a headache for you down the road. But uh, yeah, I mean, good for Dan Quinn. He's been flirting with head coaching jobs for the last three years. And we knew it was happening inevitably. He wasn't going to stay our D.C. forever. And you you only get a certain amount of time to get head coaching jobs. And if you look at the way the league is now, which I'm super happy about, is turning to, they're not afraid. The NFL is no longer afraid of going young, going first-timers, going guys who have little head coaching experience. We're, we're, I think we're pushing ourselves out of the you – know, you'll still have some people who are um, dinosaurs in it, but I think we're pushing the, the coaching progress forward and saying – the younger, the better that, you know, these I need more younger guys to relate to, to the younger guys in the locker room that speak their language, that understand what the hell a TikTok is. And the old guys are getting pushed out. Which is probably why Dan Quinn's one of the older guys that can still get a job, because I feel like he can do that. Like he doesn't have to be 35 years old, but he still wears Jordans in his hat backwards and he seems cool. <laughs> I feel like he could yeah. probably still relate. Uh, I'm on the record as pretty much indifferent to the fact that Quinn is gone. Like I won't discredit the things that he did. I think he has a lot of attributes that are really important for a head coach. So I think he has a crack at being pretty good at this. Cause I think it is important that you're able to galvanize that you're able to lead uh, that you're able to do those things. And I think he's got that uh, as a coordinator he has a track record that says he's good. He's a good D coordinator. Um, I hated some of the things about the defense this year that got exposed, and I believe he had a hand in it because he loves the hybrid player, the J. Ron Curse that can take snaps at linebacker, the Marquise Bell. That doesn't mean he wanted to play the way that he had to play by the end of the season, but he had a big voice in this thing. So yeah. if you ran out of linebackers and because you, you didn't have enough, you're part of that. Um, so I'm kind of indifferent about it. I'll hope for the best for him because I think that he seems like a really, really good dude that is very, very likable. And I think he has leadership qualities. And so good luck to you. I mean, I hope you lose to the Cowboys twice a year, but I'll wish him the best. And I guess the way I would ask the question is, let me just ask you this. Do you believe that the Cowboys defense will be worse next year? Yes. I don't. I think a big part of Dan Quinn's Cowboy success is one. I think when you're comparing bad to good, I do think he's part of the defense turning around, but I think a very important part is that he got here at the exact same time as somebody else. He got here at the same time. Micah Parsons did. And that's a big part of your defensive turnaround is, Oh sweet. We have one of the best pass pressures in the league and we didn't before, but he also should get some credit for that. Cause I believe it was a tank Lawrence got banged up in training camp. Correct. And Dan was the one that was like, hey, what if you tried to run around the fat guy? Right. And then Mike was like, yeah, I bet I could run around the fat guy. And then he did. And he's like, that worked pretty good. And Mike was like, it did work pretty good. And he was like, you think you could do that all the time? And Mike was like, I bet I could run around these fat guys all the time. It's like Quinn gets credit for putting him in the role that he put him in. Cause I don't know if that, I don't know that that was their plan when they drafted him. And I don't think it was, mm -hmm. but it turned out, oh, how about that? So Quinn gets credit for that, but I think that their defense will be the same-ish or better next year just because I think they'll be better equipped for losing guys at a position and they won't run out of guys. And then you get Trayvon Diggs back to in exchange for Stephon Gilmore. I think they'll be the same-ish and maybe better, 
And I think that's probably my barrier for how do you feel about him leaving is what do you think is about to happen? Do you think they're going to fall apart because he's gone? Or do you think that it'll continue on the same line and maybe get better? And I say all this without knowing who the coordinator is going to be. Maybe they're going to hire somebody who's dumb. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but that's where I'm at going into next year's. I think the defense will be the same or maybe a little bit better. Yeah, I, I think about when a new guy comes in. Because if we're reading the tea leaves, you know, Al Harris has already said, and these are some of the names that people are saying that should get promoted, right? Joe Witt Jr. Uh, and then Al Harris. And Al Harris has already been on the record basically saying, where Dan Quinn goes, I go. So that's basically that conversation. Um, and then Joe Witt Jr. The, the the biggest thing is is now when you're talking about who are who is our next defensive coordinator, it's it, it makes it very difficult for someone of of a one who is looking for job security to say, boy, if I have an opportunity to go over here, where he got a new deal and I'm I'm at least gonna get three or four years. Or do I stay in a potential sinking ship with the coach who only has one year left with a really, really difficult schedule? And I don't know how things are going to go because you, you you could be out of a job next year. Right. And looking for a job to be, whether it's Al Harris or whoever it is. So I'm thinking, you know, that part, if you're going to hire within, that's a difficult situation. And same thing with from the outside. But. Dan Quinn has such had had such a great hand in building this defense and having players play in certain positions. I don't know if the next guy comes in and feels the same way about these players that Dan Quinn has and play them in certain positions. I know some that won't be here because of contractual situations and other stuff in free agency, but I just feel like it takes a little bit of time to get guys to buy in. And especially when you bring out when you bring in guys from the outside that none of these guys know. It takes it takes a little it takes a little time to build that trust in one another from player to coach and coach to player. So I, I just think there's a lot of other determining factors that can play into this that can make it difficult for this thing to gel or formulate fast enough. That's why I think it makes sense that Joe Witt Jr. is actually the next defensive coordinator because that is easier if you've already been here to take that job and then see what happens after one year. I think there's two different ways this could go. One is Joe Witt Jr. makes the most sense because the Cowboys, whether you're talking Jerry or Mike McCarthy, one thing that they love, continuity. Yep. Develop our guys. Like if that's the next man up, that's the next man up. I think he makes sense. Now he could go with Dan Quinn too. We'll see. Uh, I think that name makes the most sense. What I wonder about Jesse is to your point, Tying yourself to a ship that is very, very, very possibly sinking a year from mm -hmm. now seems like an iffy idea unless you think you're the one who's going to step off of the sinking ship and take his job. Like, I don't think this will happen. I think it's more likely he gets a bunch of money from a TV place or something. I like, But the guys who didn't get jobs this off season, I think it would be incredibly arrogant and foolish to just assume, Oh, but next time around, I'm going to be a head coach again. The names I'm thinking of are like Bill Belichick mm -hmm. or Mike Vrabel or uh, maybe not Pete Carroll, but it would be, I think incredibly cocky of like Mike Vrabel. If he wants to be an NFL head coach still to be like, okay, I went zero for seven this off season. But next year, boy, they're all going to want me. Based on what? And Bill Belichick, same thing. I think Belichick will do TV. I bet Vrabel could do TV too. But Vrabel's the exact sort of dude that I have no idea if the Cowboys are interested at all. I think we're talking Joe Witt Jr., Ron Rivera, Mike Zimmer. But 
that's the sort of dude that could be like, oh, you know what? Around the league, I'm really respected, and they think I'm a head coach. There's a D.C. job open. That head coach about to get fired, and boy, I could be the head coach of the Cowboys. That sort of dude could take the job, right? I mean, you have to come in and make a hell of an impression. You have to come in and make a hell of an impression on, on the Joneses, on the players. And if you can do that, yeah. But but there is there, there is this level of arrogance. There is a level of arrogance in coaches too, right? To be demoted from head coach to now have to go sit and be a DC. Like that's that that's a little bit of a well, it's way more arrogant to just assume that a year from now, when nobody wanted you this year, that they're going to want me again. You might want to go coach. Maybe he's waiting on Bill to get a job. Maybe he'll maybe he'll fill in what Bill fills in. Maybe they'll I don't both know. Be, maybe in a year they'll both be here. They'll never be here. They'll never. At least one of them won't. Bill's Bill not Belichick, coming in. No, he's Bill not. Belichick's the twenty twenty five coach of the Cowboys. Bill Belichick is not coming here. I, I love I love I love the flirtatious talk that we get. And, and and Jerry does a great job and says, oh, I, nothing. There's nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. We, we would work just fine together. That's just Jerry drumming up the interest in the media. I, it's I, dumb. It's I, dumb, by the it way. It is the dumbest that, thing ever. That is Jerry Jones just chipping away. Like Mike McCarthy is standing on the pool in the backyard in Texas that's frozen over where <laughs> a pound of weight will send you to the bottom because we can't really freeze stuff. And Jerry's sitting there with a little chisel, just knocking out little chunks underneath his dead man walking head coach with, oh, yeah, I could work with Bill. I could yeah. work with Bill Belichick. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks. I'm just going to be over here coaching. Like, I'm planning for my firing. I'm ready. Mike's got the blindfold on. Jerry's got his flintlock pistol. <laughs> talking about bill belichick shut up jerry that's jerry he, he's gonna always let you know and that's a tough way to go into the season like you know that you know that there's actively conversations with other people about your position so it's good luck good luck mike mccarthy I, I just i know it's early i know it's early but this thing has this whole cowboys thing has early season implosion written all over it man Locker room goes, the chatter gets loud. I mean, everything like there's so many factors that this thing can go wrong. And maybe I'm being negative Nancy right now and being, you know, down or down or Danny or whatever you want to call it. But it just it just seems as if like the the coaching, one year coaching, no DC, the locker room drama. And as, as we get closer and closer and closer, you know, more stuff is gonna come out. So yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting year. We're already – we're just in February. And I think most of it's going to come from Micah. I don't know if you saw his stuff from yesterday because mm. Micah loves his podcast. Mm. And, like, I'm way more comfortable telling Jerry to shut up than telling a young person to shut up because you're young people. You figure it out as you go. But my favorite thing that Micah Parsons said yesterday was, you know, I've been in this league three years. I'm 24 <laughs> years old. I've pretty much seen it all. And I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, then – Try coaching that. Try coaching that. Try coaching that up. And then there was shots fired. You can call it incidental, accidental, or intentional. I don't know. But then there was Dan Quinn shots fired where he was talking about the Packer game. And he's like, we we have lots of packages where I play linebacker. I don't call the plays. I'm not the one calling the plays. We could do You tell me I could stop the run. I'm not the one who calls the plays. Those packages are there. And I wanted to respond with, you do realize at the time that it was 27 nothing. Green Bay had run for 2.2 yards a carry. Jordan Love beat y'all. They just finished you off by punching you in the face. And that's cool if you think that you should have moved back there in the second half of the game to make it harder for them to run the clock out. That's fine. 
But like that's I don't know if it's accidental or on purpose shots fired at Dan Quinn, but it's his words matching exactly the words of his brother's online words that Micah said he speaks only for himself before Micah then said the exact same words. And then it was, I hear we're going we're going to go all in, and that's good because there's stuff we got to address on this team, and we didn't last year. And I'm like, man, because I think the things you're talking about are linebacker and defensive tackle, and I remember when Mozzie Smith was drafted that you were the biggest fan of the pick. You thought it was fixed. The team thought it was fixed. And they were wrong. And so now they're dumbasses. Well, you thought the exact same thing. Uh, maybe he's just talking about members. I don't know. But do your podcast, make your money, build your brand. I get it. But at some point, like you're talking about position groups, and those position groups are like, damn, Micah? What? And Dan Quinn, who everybody you say you love, 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 now he's an idiot. And I'm just like, okay, all right. It's going to be, it makes it easy to do Cowboys content. We'll just, what did Jerry say and what did Micah say is going to be what it is from now on. It's crazy, like, when you say all that, if, like, someone was to call himself or something like that, that would be crazy. That would be. He's accidentally would, selfish. He doesn't know be, he's selfish. That would be so crazy if someone, like, called him selfish. He's not selfish on purpose. He's oh. he's young. It's an accident. Seems, I've seen just about everything. I've been in this league three years. <laughs> I'm 24. I've seen it all. That's Micah. Oh, wow. You're a jewel. You're a well, jewel. Have a great day, Jesse. I will. You do. Have a great same. day, Cowboy fans. Remember, you have no idea what anyone's going through. So be cool to everyone. <laughs> We've seen it all. We love you. Be easy. Eliminate <laughs> the contingencies. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.